a new Harry Potter series is coming out. And with the popularity of both the new video game as well as witchcraft as a practicing religion, we ask the question as to whether or not Christians should be entertained by the witchcraft of Harry Potter. The Good Fight Radio Show. Welcome back to the Good Fight Radio Show. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at the popularity of not only Harry Potter, but witchcraft as a whole, and whether or not Christians should honestly be entertaining themselves with such fantasy. Well, to discuss this very important topic with me is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Yeah, Chad, this is such an important subject, bro, because uh, so many professing Christians, I mean, it's the most popular nonfiction book series ever by far and away, and that's crazy. I mean, it's never going to catch up to the Bible as far as the ultimate book. Uh, That's the most popular book by itself, uh, by far, but a lot of that popularity has come from professing Christians buying these books by the hundreds of millions, and this just breaks my heart, and if you're listening and you're professing Christian, well, Christ has to be first in your life. And it shouldn't even be a challenge just to be whatever Jesus says I'm going to follow. So it's important that we get into this. Amen. And that's the key for us. We want to make sure we always go with whatever Scripture teaches on the subject and make sure that the Amen. things that we are in our entertaining ourselves with are not the things that God hates. So with that, Joe, one of the reasons this is getting brought up, it's not just random, is the fact that there is a new series coming out. And there's a lot of controversy around it because it looks like J.K. Rowling is going to be a part of it. And a lot of people have really had a lot of problems with her. Now, some people have always had a problem with the fact that, you know, she is somewhat of a medium, but we'll get into that later. The fact is, is people are not understanding why she isn't more supportive of the trans rights and so forth. And so people are really upset. So they're they like, happy that she made Dumbledore. I mean, the, the great magician gay. Dumbledore being gay. Yeah. Well, I was can... that something that was just thrown out for the American press to get oh. them stirred up a bit? No. Oh, it did. No. Yeah, that too, Joe, the the, the randomness of, of that, even though it's not random when you realize people are just acquiescing to whatever the culture yeah. says and they think maybe people will accept me. Well, she's not being accepted right now and she's still going to be involved apparently with this new series. So according to reports, a Harry Potter TV series is officially moving forward at HBO Max. The announcement was made during the Warner Brothers Discoveries presentation to press and investors on April 12th, during which it was announced that HBO Max and Discovery Plus are officially being combined into a new service dubbed Simply Max. Now, Joe, there's a reason why they're announcing Harry Potter, the new series, because guess what? They're starting this new thing. We're not HBO Max. We're just going to be called Max and get a bunch of subscribers and so forth. But why would they think this might help? Well, because there's recent a recent video game that came out. Yeah. Very, very popular. Hogwarts Legacy came out. And according to reports, it says Hogwarts Legacy not only single-handedly boosted PS5 console sales in February, it bumped up 2023's first quarter sales in multiple video game markets, as spotted by Twitter user Tim Er22. Darby's LinkedIn profile states that Hogwarts Legacy achieved 256% to plan sell-through at launch and exceeded 12 million units in sales in the first two weeks. Within this time period, Hogwarts Legacy 
earned over $850 million in revenue and broke Twitch's record for highest peak concurrent viewers ever for a single-player game. Within one month on the market, Hogwarts Legacy became 2023's best-selling video game in the U.S. to date. So, Joe, it seems like, hey, HBO's like, we got to get this going. Universal Studios made an entire area just for Hogwarts. You can walk around, drink butterbeer and all your nonsense there. Okay, so this stuff is popular and HBO's like, we got to get on this this train. We got to get on this track. The fact is, is that it's growing, Joe, and, and it seems like even the religion as well. Yeah, and as Christians, we've been warning about this for years, that there would be an occult explosion, not because, you know, uh, we have uh, any on our own personal special insight, but because God's word reveals that the last days, Paul said, terrible times would come. Men would be lovers of self, and they'd have a form of godliness. And he, he goes on to talk about just like Janice Janice and Jambres, yeah. you know, crept, you know, just as they withstood Moses, they withstood the truth. These were the magicians that counterfeited God's power, you know, and tried to duplicate, and were able to duplicate some of the miracles that Moses mm. and Aaron did, but weren't able to duplicate others because he's the most high God. They can't duplicate him, but they were counterfeits using occult power, Chad, right? And five times the New Testament used the word pharmakeia, which translated magic arts, uh, sorcery, and what have you. Uh, and But four of those five times is in the book of Revelation, indicating that this would be an end-time movement. There'd be this explosion of occult powers. And of course, the Bible says the Antichrist, who comes at the end of the age, who Jesus destroys, he'll come with all kinds of power and signs and counterfeit wonders. So the scriptures forecast an occult explosion. The tragedy is, it talks about how a lot of people would have a form of godliness, claim to be Christians, that would be sucked up in this. And uh, of course, the Harry Potter movement has been an incredible conduit to that. In fact, it's interesting. Uh, we've been warning about that for years. We did a video, which is available to you guys, uh, on Harry Potter, an expose uh, years ago. And uh, we we just head on, went after it and said, hey, look, J.K. Rowling. I mean, J.K. Rowling was into, was fascinated with witchcraft, even as a youngster, would dress up like a witch and so forth. And she said when she wrote the series, remember the Bible talks about in 1 Timothy chapter 4, that the last time some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Demons would channel people. And she states that these different uh, people, like Harry Potter and all these different characters, start strolling into her consciousness when she was on a subway. And she's basically like taking notes. And she later talks about how the narrative that she would hear like a voice and just write. You guys, think about what's going on there, You okay? So it's crazy because how do you indoctrinate? These books are children, children's books. They're directed at children, the most vulnerable among us. And over and over again, the Bible, God's word says that witchcraft, wizardry is an abomination to God. Well, how can you make this tantalizing, seductive, acceptable? You put a sweet veneer on it. And of course, a lot of, Christ, a lot of Christians were saying, hey, this is going to make Chris, Wicca and witchcraft you know, more popular. A lot of people tried to say, oh, no, it's not a big deal. Well, guess what? That was exactly what happened. In fact, uh, we quoted one of our articles that, that dealt with Harry Potter and others uh, years ago, and I quote MTV News, Wicca is one of the fastest growing religions in the United States. Since then, it's been called the fastest growing religion at times. Uh, now the Wiccans say there's more Wiccans now belong to Wicca, an article came out, than Presbyterians yeah, in the United USA. States. Yeah. That's right. Uh, what's interesting, the MTV article went on to say, listen to this, a surprising number of young witches MTV's news spoke with also said that they became curious about their faith through misguided pop culture fare, like mentions a couple 
popular uh, shows about like witchcraft. Charmed and stuff yep, like and that. then it says, and the Harry Potter series. Now listen to what they go on to say. MTV goes on to report, guess a few conservative Christian groups were right about that one. In other words, we were right. Yeah. Not just us, but uh, it's going to happen because it's, it's full-blown advertisement. And now, Chad, this is a blow mind because we've been saying that Crowley, the most highly regarded Satanist of the last century, a magician, Gerald Gardner belonged to his OTO. Gerald Gardner, if you look up Wicca, just even on popular Wikipedia, if you look up Wicca, you'll see that Gerald Gardner, who is a follower of Lester Crowley, is the one who started what's called popular Wicca today. And Crowley's Do What Thou Wilt shall be the whole law. Well, they have a kinder version of Do What Thou Wilt uh, is part of the Wiccan read. So it's important to understand, you guys, that Satanism, it's, pure, it's still Satanism. Satan comes, he doesn't appear in his all of his you know, grotesque, naked deformity. Nobody would follow him. Very few people would, that is. But he comes as an angel of light, the Bible says. And sadly, many Christians are being duped. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. But witchcraft's an abomination to God. Amen. And, you know, it's so interesting. Obviously, from the scriptures, as you mentioned, like Janice and Jambres, we see that end times explosion. Yeah. We see all those things. And you see the warnings that went out. The Christians that said, it, it reminds me so much of the... The uh, the choir up in San Francisco who made that song, yeah. you know, it's directed like directed at children, directed at children, and the song that they made were that the Christians were right. We will indoctrinate your children. Yeah, the gate, and the that's gay, exactly gay choir, what right. they've been doing. And so when people said, "Hey, when the heroes of the children are witches and yeah. warlocks," guess what? That's going to make kids want to be witches and warlocks. It, it, I don't understand how anyone could look at that and go. Oh, yeah, no, you're just crazy. That's exactly what they said. But, Joe, you just quoted from there. Let's see what the numbers look like now. Yeah. Because a recent yeah. article by NBC, an opinion piece by Antonio Pagliarulo, this is what he had to say. Quote, why paganism and witchcraft are making a comeback. On a recent trip to Salem, Massachusetts, I overheard the same question. Is magic really real? For me, the answer is yes. I am one of a million plus Americans who, whether proudly, secretly, or dabbling through the power of consumerism, practice some form of witchcraft, which includes Wicca, paganism, folk magic, and other New Age traditions, is one of the fastest growing spiritual paths in America. In 1990, so Joe, this is us looking back at the data. This is them, yeah. pagans, telling us about this, looking at the data. 1990, was there any Harry Potter back then? Absolutely not. So, Joe, in 1990, Trinity College in Connecticut estimated that there were about 8,000 adherents of Wicca. But in 2008, this is long after yeah. Harry Potter's folklore, popularized books, popular many of the movies had already been out as well. In the U.S. Census Bureau figure was 342,000. And then... In 2014, a Pew Research study increased what projections several times over in assessing that 0.4% of Americans identified as pagan, Wiccan, or New Age. And by 2050, it is said that the number of Americans practicing other religions, faiths outside of Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, would triple due largely to switching into other religions such as Wicca and pagan. Religion. That's right. So, Joe, been calling it out for years, been saying that if these are the things that you're meditating on, guess what's going to take place? These are your heroes. It's going to increase. More people are going to leave and run away from the one true God 
into a form of paganism where they can just basically mold a god in their own image and then worship it and then hopefully get these spirits to help them do their casting of spells, that this is going to be popularized. And as you said, the Bible already said, this is already predicted by the scriptures. Yeah, amen. And it's important that those in our audience, we love you guys, that you understand there is a definitely a spiritual war that uh, Satan rebelled against God and brought a lot of the angels with him, just over a third of them. And they're in the spiritual world. And God warns against practicing magic over and over again and, and dabbling in that demonic world. And that's what witchcraft does. It opens you to that very, very dark demonic world. Now, it's interesting, Chad, because a lot of, ton of the people that are into Harry Potter, they're like way into it. It's like, what's this mean? Who's that? And she's left clues, man. She's, she has spells throughout the books and so forth and glorifies uh, getting into the demonic world, this whole spiritual world. Uh, and of course, she tries to make a dichotomy, which we'll get into in a little bit later, between like black and white magic, as though uh, they have different, uh, as though you can be a, a white magician, you can practice good magic, which the Bible knows no difference between black and white magic. And we'll get into that a little bit in a minute. But it's interesting, Chad, when you think about that, uh, she drops names like, uh, for instance, uh, an occultist, a, a saint, she's a total devil worshiper, Madame Blavatsky. Uh, Madame Helena Blavatsky is one of the founders, along with Aleister Crowley. They're like the two, yeah, well, if you had two cornerstones, it'd be Crowley and it'd be Madame Blavatsky. And we've exposed her for some time. Uh, but she has her as, this is, so what she does, it's so obvious. When If you know the occult, and we've studied this for years, I've studied the occult for way, way too long. Uh, and I expose it quite often, if you guys have all show that, because it's just totally, it's what's deceiving most of our young people now, yeah. right? Uh, into a false... Uh, a false religious system is it's so easy to spot what she's doing because she has a the author of the Hogwarts textbook of the Hogwarts textbook and her name is not Madame Blavatsky but it's Cassandra Bablatsky okay just in, <laughs> instead of Blavatsky it's Bablatsky and she's the author of this you know Hogwarts textbook and I'm like yeah well that's Madame Blavatsky was uh, the top occult writer besides the Satanist Aleister Crowley uh, the founder of the Theosophical Society it's interesting Chad. Because uh, when you look at her writings, she th now this is in the Harry Potter series, and she's a she's she's good, you know, she's a good yeah, she's a she's a witch, you know, she channels or whatever. And it's interesting because in Isis unveiled, Blavatsky claimed to have channeled spirits, right? But it's interesting because listen to what Blavatsky wrote in her book that came out in 1888 called The Secret Doctrine about how Satan is the savior. Listen to this quote: Satan. The serpent of Genesis, so we know who she's talking about. She says the serpent of Genesis, Satan, is the real creator. He's the creator, she says, and the benef and benefactor, the father of spiritual mankind. Wow. Well, she's, she, he's the father of fallen spiritual mankind because Jesus said to those who rejected him, you are of your father, the devil. He was the father of lies. He called him the father of lies, and there's a murder from the beginning. She goes on to write, for he is the one who is the harbinger of light. Bright and radiant Lucifer. By the way, the Theosophical Society's uh, publishing company, which she founded, was called Lucifer Publishing, guys. And then they later changed it to Lucis because it, then it became part of the UN or working in the UN. Uh, radiant Lucifer, who opened the eyes of the woman created by Jehovah. And he, uh, who was the first to whisper uh, to her, that is Satan, you eat thereof and you shall be as Elohim, knowing good and evil. She goes on to write, he can only be regarded in light of a savior. She's calling Satan a savior. This is pure Gnosticism, man. 
She says, Lucifer is divine and Satan at one and the same time and now stands proven that Satan is in us. He is our mind, our tempter, our redeemer, our intelligent liberator and savior. Bro, this is just totally diabolical. I mean, the Bible reveals that Satan is the God of this world, rebellion to the creator of the entire universe, and he'll stand before God. And Jesus Christ himself said that hell was created for the devil and his angels in Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. Yet, and this woman was wicked. I mean, you look at who she was, you look at her history and everything. She lied over and over again while she's following her father, the devil. So Chad, it's quite interesting when you're looking at Harry Potter books, she's dropping names of those who are promoting Satanism, folks. So how can we justify and say, oh, it's not that big of a deal? Uh, and, and if you say, well, even if she didn't, why don't she didn't bring up Blavatsky and some of those more overtly satanic people? Well, again, we need to tackle that question because is there really good magic? Is there really white magic? Yeah, I think that is a very important question because people are going to be saying that. They'll be saying, well, what if you were doing this for a good purpose, right? Or, you know, Joe, maybe somebody just wants to really fall in love. They're going to make a love potion and this is... Uh, this, it's just so ridiculous to say, but but Joe, there are plenty of people that say, hey, what if they were just using white magic and not this dark black magic? What would you say to someone who said, there's nothing wrong with using white magic, not only uh, in your stories, but in person, either way, it doesn't matter. You're being entertained by it, whatever it may call. What about the person who says they can use white, ma white magic and it's totally fine? Well, Harry Potter is a lot like uh, uh, Star Wars, okay? In fact, some have tried to expose recently, I'm not sure how true it is, but that she lifted, or the spirits, that's probably the same spirits, it's why, is, yeah. is that uh, uh, she lifted a lot of the Star Wars story, you know? There's a kind of a, there's even a video out there that shows all these parallels that she kind of ripped it off in a way, but it could have just been the enemy using the same same themes. But in Star Wars, the force is the force. And you can, you know, whether you're, you know, the Darth Vader or you're Luke Skywalker or, you know, Yoda, you just have to tap into the force as though it's kind of this neutral force that can be used for good and evil. Well, that's paganism. That's not Christianity. The Bible says God is light, and in him there's no darkness at all. God doesn't do evil, you know? Uh, so it's interesting because whether it's Voldemort, it's uh, the, you know, the Dark Lord, or it's Harry Potter, they're both using a wand, but they're both tapping into the same source of power, okay? In the Bible, guess what? Yeah, whether you're considered a, a black uh, magician or you're considered a white magician or a white witch, it's all satanic because the scriptures tell us God forbids every categorically every form of magic, whether it's considered white magic or whether it's considered black magic. In fact, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Satan doesn't come, uh, you know, in his naked deformity. And I'm kind of paraphrasing Irenaeus, Irenaeus when I say yeah. that, you know. And it's interesting because in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul warns that our minds can be corrupted from our simple devotion to Christ to believe in a different gospel, a different, receive a different Jesus, a different spirit. He says, and no wonder in verses 13 through 15, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it's no marvel that his ministers transform themselves into minister of, ministers of righteousness. Well, how can we tell the difference? Because Paul says, test everything, hold fast, that which is good. Paul tells those same Corinthians to not go beyond what's written, and the scriptures categorically condemn occultism and, and so forth. So it's interesting, even Anton LaVey, the head of the Church of Satan, guys, uh, Anton LaVey, the author of the Satanic Bible, he, he calls... White witches, he says, they're basically hypocrites, you know, because we're all using the same same powers. And he, he writes, quote, 
This is Anton LaVey, the head of church state. He admits white magic is supposedly utilized only for good or unselfish purposes. And black magic, we are told, is used only for selfish or evil reasons. Satanism draws no such dividing line. Magic is magic. And actually, he doesn't say very many things that are biblical, but he's actually correct in that sense because hey, he says something that agrees with the Bible there. Guys, when you, get, when you promote so-called white magic or Wicca, be, keep in mind, Gerald Gardner came out of Crowley's Order Templi Orientis. There's a lot of things taken right from Crowley's teachings brought into Wicca. But, oh, but guess what? In Wicca, we identify with the feminine goddess as well, as well as the horned god. And it's just a twist. It's all fabrication. It's all a bunch of lies to get people into the same spirit. So it's absolutely imperative that we understand uh, that magic is magic. You're either, you need to repent of anything that has to do with Satan's kingdom. We've been Delivered, the Bible says, out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Colossians 1, 11 through 13, Paul says. And Paul, in his testimony in Acts chapter uh, 26, he talks about how Jesus said to them, he said to him, I'm going to use you to turn people from the kingdom of Satan to, 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 to me, to Christ. And we shouldn't be entertaining things that promote witchcraft. In fact, listen to Revelation 21, 8. This is written as a warning to all those who go to the lake of fire and it includes those who are involved in magic. Notice he doesn't say black magic, though. What does he say? But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts and idolaters and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. And what's interesting, Chad, the word there that's used is pharmakeia. Pharmakeia, pharmakus, pharmakon, these are different Greek cognates that are related to one another with various shades of meaning. And we won't get into in that, how that word is used everywhere. We're going to get into that in another message when we get into hallucinogens and, uh, and how Satan's using those to deceive the world. But that word pharmakeia came to be used, Chad, even by those who translated the Septuagint, even before Jesus, God became a man and was incarnated in, in, in the person of Jesus Christ, uh, who is the God-man. Prior to that time, uh, the Septuagint used the word pharmakeia for the, 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 for the Hebrew word that has to do with witchcraft as kind of a catch-all term. And it's interesting, though, but it had a specific meaning, too. And it had to do with opening yourself up to the demonic world through opening through, through using various drugs, okay? Because Satan wants people not to be sober because the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. For you obviously the devil walks around the royal line seeking someone to devour. So Satan wants us to not be sober, to be drunk, to be stoned, so demons can have entrance into the lives of people, right? But it's interesting, Chad, because Snape's Professor Snape, one of the main, a big professor in the Harry Potter series. Guess what? He promotes. I mean, he's the he's the professor of potions. Okay, and it's interesting. Uh, in 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 the Harry Potter series, Snape taught potions and states, "Quote: I don't expect you to really understand the beauty of the softly simmering cauldron uh, with its shimmering fumes and the delicate power of liquids that creep through the human veins." bewitching the mind, ensnaring the senses. And it's very interesting when you think about this, Chad, because in the early church fathers, they talked about pharmacaea and how these witches and so forth would mix potions, drugs in a cauldron to open people up to the demonic world. Yet this is glorified. It's glorifying drugs. Now, Chad, there's a huge drug problem right now. And you have all these young kids reading about how you can bewitch your, your senses and stuff by, by potions and so forth. And guess what? It's interesting. Those who make meth, you know, they're basically sorcerers, right? Those who are, you oh, know, yeah. putting putting these various drugs together. A lot of them with fentanyl, killing, you know, sixty five thousand people a year a year in our country and so forth. Uh, these guys are called cooks. 
you know, yeah. like witches cooking sorcerers' brews. This is all rooted in the occult, folks, and it's exploding right now among our young people. And that's why, and praise God if you're tuning in because God's giving you giving you a show where we constantly are trying to bring the truth to you as to what God's word says. The Lord said he'd rise people up in the end of days in, in, the, in Daniel to, to share the truth and do exploits. And we pray that you would join us and make people aware because there is a war. And praise God, Jesus said, I'll build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. He prevails in the end. But right now it's a battle for souls. And this whole thing, Harry Potter thing that's going on is part of the big spiritual warfare that we are in. Amen. And we also, you know, Joe, I know this is a little bit of a side note before I read one of the last things that we'll get to in this. But if you don't want your young people uh, getting involved in witchcraft and so forth, we are doing another, our second annual Good Fight Youth Retreat. But this time we're in California, up in Tahoe. That's going to be July 17th to the 20th. If you know someone young, or even if you don't, you just say, I want to donate so someone could go. We're going to be going up there July 17th through the 20th. I'm excited to be up there. And also, uh, we'd love to have you there. We'll put a link in the description and all that details in there. But Joe, I wanted to get to this last thing. Because this is something that is used in Harry Potter, this statement. And by the way, if you guys didn't know, Pottermore Publishing, yes, like you would guess, it's a global digital publisher for Harry Potter and the Wizardry World and all that stuff. And they put out some nonfiction shorts, uh, the short form ebooks, that they help explain the history of magic. And specifically in a book titled A Journey Through Charms and Defense Against the Dark. This is J.K. Rowling's deal, guys. That's right. This is from her whole publishing. And she didn't write this exact thing, but it is from her publishing. It says this regarding the history of the term abracadabra, known today for its use by stage magicians when they perform illusions. Abracadabra is probably familiar to us all, but it has more sinister connotations as well. Londoners used to paint it on their doors to ward off the plague in the 17th century. And guess what, Joe? The infamous 20th century English occultist, Aleister Crowley, believed it to be a word that held great power. Its power is certainly felt in the Harry Potter stories. So, Joe, to finish up here, I want you to comment on that because already, and this is a nonfiction book, But according to Pottermore Publishing, which is involved with Harry Potter, which is involved with J.K. Rowling, the author, it states clearly in their own material that our Lester Crowley, his belief in the word abracadabra and its power, that that power is certainly felt in the Harry Potter stories. Oh, that's crazy, Chad, is a lot of people don't know this, but we make people aware of this. Not on our Harry Potter video. We did another video called Hollywood's War on God, which shows Satan is using Hollywood. And there I show a bunch of parallels, which are really crazy, between Aleister Crowley and Harry Potter. I mean, there's there's a gal named Crowley, right? A, a, a witch. There's also a, uh, with the last name of Crowley, there's a guy named Aleister Moody. And some people say, oh, he's, look at the parallels between him and Crowley. And I'm not saying that she wasn't doing parallels with Crowley and those guys too. But guess what? The craziest parallels are with with the top sorcerer of all time, Aleister Crowley, and the main sorcerer of Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Uh, because it's interesting because she has this little, you know, the muggles, you know, they're the parents, they're the non-magical people, and they're ignorant, you know. That's us non-magical people. She makes a dichotomy between the two, right? Well, guess what? I'd rather be, I'd rather have the Holy Spirit be with Jesus who has all power in heaven and earth than involved in this little weak magic stuff of Satanism because they're all going to burn. You got to to rescue them from, from that power. But it's interesting. She calls them the muggles. Those are the people that are ignorant, you know. And guess what? Well, Crowley, uh, guess what? He was 
called himself the beast, the weakest man on earth, right? Or he's called the weakest man on earth, but he called himself the beast. And his mom was abhorred by him. And, and she, he called her a, not a muggle, but a religious bigot. And it's interesting that Aleister Crowley and Harry Potter, they both discovered their magical powers as preteens, you know? And it's interesting, uh, Crowley sacrifices his first animal to Satan at the age of 11. And it's interesting that, uh, uh, well, it's kind of interesting because listen to this, J.K. Rowling uh, we find out that, you know, Harry uh, discovers that he is a wizard at the age of 11. Uh, she writes in Harry Potter, the Goblet of Fire. It had been enough of a shock for Harry to discover on his 11th birthday that he was a wizard. Isn't that interesting? And by the way, the number 11, it's his 11th birthday. Why is that so significant? Well, it's interesting because uh, the number 11 for Crowley had special significance. I have different quotes here we probably don't have time to get into, but I'll point this out is that the letter K, he was at the end of magic, M-A-G-I-C, that's how it's usually spelled. He added a K because that was the 11th letter of the alphabet. And it was this Kabbalistic number because it was the 11th letter. Number 11 was his, his, his magic number. Crowley said 11 is the number of magic itself. Now it's interesting, Chad, because we also requote. In the sacred number par excellent, that's what 11 is, Crowley says, of the new eon. It's written in the book of the law, 11, as all their numbers uh, who are of us. So number, it's, it's the magical number for not just Crowley, but for all those who are of the new eon. It's interesting that she has Harry get his wand. When he gets his wand, it just happens to be, she points out, 11 inches long. And it's also interesting that Harry, uh, well, and, I, and I'm going to read this. This is from the Goblet of Fire, page 310. Uh, I guess when she wrote Goblet, she was really getting to Crowley and developed the character, right? Harry had weighed what felt like to be uh, like everyone in the shop. At least he had found one that suited him. Uh, this one, which was made of holly 11 inches long. Now, it's also interesting that Aleister Crowley had distinguishing marks on his body. And I'm not kidding, man. It's just ridiculous how many weird parallels there are, right? Uh, we read that he talks about, uh, at birth, I had three distinguishing marks. He states, and over the center of my heart, he said, I had four hairs curling from left to right in the exact form of a swastika before Hitler was. This is what he says, before Hitler was, I am. Now yeah, we're talking about a, a pure evil guy here, right? He's mocking, he's like claiming to be Christ and Hitler in one in a way, right? And he says he had this kind of Nazi stylized swastika going on at birth. Well, guess what? Harry Potter is born with, right? Uh, he has a Nazi stylized lightning bolt on his forehead. And thousands and thousands of kids put these lightning bolts in the head to mimic Harry Potter. So she's SS having 11, the muggles, this, this, this distinguishing mark and so forth. The master occultist, Harry becomes one like Aleister Crowley. Uh, and then she, we read, uh, just because I decided that it would be an interesting and distinctive mark when she's asked why she gives him a lightning bolt. An interesting and distinctive mark. Mark, she wants to give him. It's interesting because Crowley called it a distinctive uh, mark as well. And it's interesting because uh, why the lightning bolt? Isn't that interesting? A lot of Satanists love to use a lightning bolt. And I think it's because of Luke chapter 10. Jesus says, I beheld Satan falling from heaven like lightning. And it's interesting, the irony of the context there is when the apostles and disciples, you know, they're going out and casting demons out and just thrashing Satan's kingdom. And Jesus, and when they were talking to Jesus about what they'd been doing, he said, I beheld Satan falling like lightning from heaven. So it's a picture of Satan's fall and ultimately destruction, which is the irony of it. It's basically a, a symbol of Satan's destruction in the end, which I think is kind of crazy when you think about it all. So it's interesting. And the Nazis use that, by the way, as well with the SS. They use that 
that stylized, the same stylized uh, license uh, or a symbol uh, with the lightning bolt there. And also Crowley's philosophy was about breaking all the rules, right? Was do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. It's interesting in Harry Potter, uh, we read, it, it stated, quote, uh, do not be, go blaming Dumbledore for Potter's determination to break rules. He has been crossing lines ever since he arrived here. So he's considered a rebel and so forth. Uh, like Crowley, he breaks all the rules, but actually he's a good guy though. And uh, he also looks in the mirror called Erised, uh, and it's spelled E-R- E-R-I-S-E-D. And that's the mirror that, that, that's prominent, a magic mirror that's used uh, in, in Harry Potter's special mirror, which, by the way, is desire spelled backwards. Mm-hmm. Crowley taught uh, for his disciples, which Rowling looks like she's one of them, uh, although she probably wouldn't say that, right, uh, to write backwards. Well, that's exactly what she's doing and it's associated with, with magic. We can go on and on, you guys. It's just mind-boggling, the parallels between, uh, you're into Harry Potter? Well, guess what? He's basically a Lester Crowley made in a popular way to seduce you into, well, you're saying, well, I'm not becoming a magician. I'm not getting the magic. I'm not actually practicing it. Well, guess what? Just if you're into it and you're defending it in some way and you're, and you're, you're, you've been seduced at least to be desensitized toward how evil it is, when we're called to hate that which is evil and the scriptures over and over again tell us that magic and mediumships and witchcraft is all evil and an abomination to God and we're supposed to hate what he hates, not love it. I love you guys. Just tell me the truth. No, and I think, you know, I think the final question to be asked here for for this, Joe, is probably the thing that probably might come up the most when talking with somebody who's really into it, going to church, they're doing their thing, they're watching their show, and they're like, Joe, I don't understand what your problem is. And by the way, we called out on Facebook, it was a number of years ago, we did a show on this when we first started, before we had video, and it was regarding someone actually doing their entire vacation Bible school Harry Potter theme. Yeah. And the pastor of that church actually responded to us and said to us, well, it's just fantasy. Mm. He also ended up saying he doesn't believe in a literal devil and, and those things. Yeah, as well. well, he's not so, following <laughs> the Jesus of the so Bible. So it, it makes sense. Um, but, Joe, I say that because that is the common theme of, well, this is just fantasy. It's just entertainment. It's not real. Therefore, I could be like Frank Turek and I can find parallels and say that in all of fiction, you won't find anything clearer than a parallel between Jesus and Harry Potter. And they can just do whatever they want because it's just fantasy, Joe. How uh, To, to kind of end this and put a little cherry on top of this, I guess that was a bow, but how, how do we answer somebody who says, it's just fantasy, Joe? What do you say to that? Yeah, I would say, what if this, let's say he's a daddy, he's got a couple boys, right? He finds out that his boys are reading Lost Girls by Alan Moore, top comic writer in the world the last five years, longer than that, but he's been voted that for the last five years, right? Uh, Alan Moore, because in Lost Girls, he has uh, pedophilia being promoted by, you know, Wendy from Peter Pan is one of the characters and Alice from Alice in Wonderland and so forth. He admits that it's pornography. And a secular guy on BBC is saying, hey, what are you doing here? And he goes, yeah, it is pornography. Oh, but he says, but but it's it's fantasy, you know. It's They're, they're not real girls, you know. There's it's, it's Alice from Alice. Yes, prepubescent girls or gals as young as 15 having sex with grown men. So what if this gentleman found his kids with these things pushing pedophilia? Could his kids say, hey, Dad, this is just fantasy, Dad. Now, there's an absolute undeniable parallel there. It's fantasy of something evil. It's still promoting something evil, even though it's fantasy. Well, you're saying, you might be thinking, yeah, because God's con- word condemns pornography. It condemns uh, that sexual sin. Yes, and it condemns magic. 
as being spiritually adulterous, just like physical adultery is sexual sin with God, trafficking in demonism and with false gods, fallen angels is spiritual adultery and it should not be fantasized about. We shouldn't glorify violence even though it's fantasy. Make it look good. We shouldn't glorify pornography. We shouldn't glorify drugs like Crowley did in the book about fantasy called Diary of a Drug Fiend. It's all fantasy, glorifying drugs and the Satanists of the good guys. Can your kid watch listen to that? I mean, it's just, well, no, that's, that's Satanism. Ah, exactly. Witchcraft is Satanism according to the Bible. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, God says, When thou art come to the land which the Lord thy God shall give thee, thou shalt learn to practice the abomination of those nations. He mentions divinations, omens, mediums, wizards, witches. It's all condemned in the abomination of God. And I'll end by saying this in Acts chapter 19, verses 18 through 20. The word of God says that the church at Ephesus there, and Paul said to, to them to expose the deeds of darkness, right? In chapter 5, verse 11. But that church, it says that they confessed their deeds before the Lord. And they got all their books together on magic and they burned them publicly. And it says in the scripture in verse 19 there that the worth that the, it was fit, worth 50,000 pieces of silver, which the NLT puts says worth millions of dollars in today's money, right? And guess what? They didn't say, man, I spent a lot of money on these books. They got rid of them. And then it goes on to say in verse 20, that the word of God spread. Get rid of magic. Get rid of the darkness. Let the word of God spread throughout your heart, throughout your family, throughout your church, throughout the world. Let's spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's recognize this. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. If God be for us, who could be against us? And we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. We do all things through Christ. Amen. Greater is he in us. Amen. Search Jesus, seek Jesus, know Jesus, because that's where the ultimate power is. And guess what? That is holy and righteous power. And we submit to him and we serve him because he alone is worthy of glory and all praise. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you guys. You've been listening to The Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel and host Chad Davidson discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, visit us online at goodfight.org. Join our growing social media family and consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash goodfight.